ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Everybody, welcome to What in the World. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Quincy Johnson the second here. How are you? <laughs> Quincy the cat. I just want to be that, now. If we, cat? But if we add sound effects to that, I could be possessed. You're getting a week ahead of us. That 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 episode's not for another. Well, week. no, I'm building up anticipation for my exorcism next week. But it is, we, yeah, it is. We're doing tied. a live exorcism on the show, right? We're not doing oh, anymore? Oh, I wish. Oh, damn. I wonder if there's an Uber for Catholic priests that I can get over here to exercise <laughs> They you can't the pick up hour. kids, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, do you need your... Do you want your children picked up from soccer practice with a with a, with a a holy touch? Uh, and by holy touch, we mean that priest is going to touch your kids. Holy see and the holy touch. <laughs> Woof. Oh, boy. Yeah, that that's some foreshadowing to next week's episode, which ties into this week's episode. Mm-hmm. And they're all tied together by one horrifying institution called the Catholic Church. Yay, Catholic. Isn't that the fight song for the Catholic school? I think that's the fight song for all schools, isn't it? Yeah. We're just sort of by chance doing this episode because I watched a documentary a few weeks ago that mentioned one statistic. And I was like, oh, I want to look into that. And then... This, I found, through researching that, I found the topic that we're talking about today, and then that just magically tied into something that's happening right now in the United States, Mm. which is this Catholic Church scandal happening in Pennsylvania, where there's maybe as many as a thousand victims? Uh, They said they've identified a thousand. Yeah. There's, There's more, but they have identified over a thousand. Right. And the thing I read about it today, this morning as we're recording, is that the person who first brought this case to light has reached out to the Vatican and asked for their assistance or whatever in the investigation. And for some reason, the Vatican has said nothing. What? The Vatican is Can you believe it? And I... They're probably busy looking for this, the person we're about to talk about right now. Well, my inclination is that this request is probably just like at the bottom of a pile of like 25 more from other parts of the country or world where they're like, hey, will you look into your priests fucking our kids? Hey, we, we got a bunch of priests from Pennsylvania last month. Things got weird. Yeah. Send help. This guy in Pennsylvania is going to get a form letter at oh, some point. Oh, you know what? It's not even... Did you send? Did they send an email with the request? How did they? How did they submit the request? Because the Vatican doesn't update its technology, right? So they're still using uh, Morse code. You have to pray. Oh, you got to pray. That's the only way. Like you we pray could your cut way. the line. We could cut the line right now with a minute and a half of silence. Really? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I don't know how the request. Hold on, went I, was, out. I was dialing God to see if I could. <laughs> He's got me on hold. We can keep going. But weirdly enough, the Vatican has not responded, huh. and uh, man. Does that tie into what we're talking about today? This is, I had never heard of this case, and it's one of the longest running missing persons cases in history, I think. And there have been new <laughs> revelations. Oh, hey, come on. <laughs> come on. 
uh, in the past couple years that it's it's just such a strange case. And I found it because I watched the documentary The Devil and Father Amort. Amort. Which is a Netflix documentary that we'll be touching on on next week's episode, which mm-hmm. is about exorcisms in Italy and especially the Vatican. And the subject of that documentary will come up at the end of this episode, which is about the disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi. Emanuela. Emanuela. You have to whisper that name. Yeah. Because she's in the wind. Um, That that is a great name. Hmm. This is one of the weirdest disappearance stories I've ever heard. Well, it's... Do you have to say weirdest once you involve the Vatican? Yeah, you know it's going to be strange. They still they still listen to a tiny white guy with a big hat. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's and they also don't they have an army? Yeah. They're yeah. their own city. They they yeah, they got They're their own country. Oh yeah, they're their own country. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. girl who went missing was a citizen of the Vatican. Mhm. And she I, was the child of one of Pope, was it John? What the whichever one got shot. Yeah. She was the child of one of his employees. Wor- employees. Yeah, 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 at the Vatican. And I actually, like, we'll touch on the Wikipedia page for this disappearance, which Mm -hmm. is so full of information, and so much of it just says citation needed. So it's... This is one of the first times where I tried to do research on something, and every, most of the stuff I found was in Italian. Like, I had to go through a, I have to do a Google Translate app just to kind of get what was going on, because... It wasn't a big story in America. Yeah, and even then, like the more interesting aspects of it, just sort of like like you that you can find stories, but mm-hmm. you don't find a conclusion. Man, this is gonna be a good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it should be a movie. It's from the creators of Mama. Give it up for <laughs> Emanuela. From the creators of Mama Mia, make it a musical, right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, Emanuela disappeared <laughs> again. Oh, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Her father was, as you mentioned, a Vatican employee. He worked for the Institute for the Works of Religion, which is actually the Vatican Bank. Oh, so he was making it rain. Okay, yeah. daddy had ducats. Yeah. And that's not an unimportant detail, because there's a figure that comes into this story at one mm-hmm. point that has ties to the financial industry. What are Vatican dollars worth? That's the real question. Are they? Yeah. I don't... What a... Like, the Vatican legitimately scares me. What if I go to the club and make it rain Vatican dollars on strippers? Is that a blessing? Am I... Is that damnation? What's going I think, on? I think everyone who caught the dollars would be possessed. But... You can use that dollar for a free exorcism. Oh, see? Redeem. Yeah. There you go. Circle of life, baby. There it is. At the time of her disappearance, school was out for the year. She was 15 years old. I don't think we've even mentioned that. Emanuela Orlandi was a 15-year-old girl who was a citizen of the Vatican. According to the Bible, she was a woman. Exactly. So maybe maybe she went off on Noah's Ark. See? It may be. Maybe she went off on a mystical journey. Could be. To find two of every animal. You never know. Could be any of that. Uh, at the time of her disappearance, school was out for the year, but she continued to take flute lessons three times per week at a school. Nerd. Yeah, exactly. At a school connected with the Pontifical Institute of Sacred Music. Oh, so she's playing like holy flute? That's not even. Yeah. It's not even ocarina level. Like, stop, dude. It's just a bunch of. Ugh. Well, we don't. Oh. We don't know. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, can you hold this really high note for a long time? Those are the angels singing. Stop it. Yes. Religious flute lessons. 
She usually traveled by bus to the music school. Magic school bus. But, right? Music school bus. That's a that's a really bad spinoff. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't watch that. Just a yeah. bunch of fucking music nerds singing in a butt. Fuck that. And then they shrink and go up someone's butt. Yeah. And then, like, play the tuba on his colon to disembowel him or something. I don't know. Wow. I mean, look, the kids got to learn. That took a turn. It, well, I mean, it's mag- It's music school bus. We got to make it interesting somehow. Yeah, they don't yeah. use magic you anymore. You could just change the title to something cooler. Nah, we got to keep it with the music, yeah, man. But that makes sense. The music's in our <laughs> Music's in the Sorry, I just, I went clubbing. <laughs> uh, so on June 22nd, 1983, she was late to class. And she later explained her tardiness in a phone call to her sister where she said that she had a job offer from a representative of Avon Cosmetics. Uh, which, if anyone's familiar with Avon, that is not a job. <laughs> that, she, that means you're just selling shit on the side. She got, she, got a, she got invited to a prepaid legal meeting and had to miss school. Did you know? I don't know if this is still the case. I'm sure it's not, because Avon, I believe, has declined a lot in recent years. But at one point, Brazil had more Avon sales representatives than military members well have you ever seen the brazilian beach volleyball team of course i have well then they need that avon okay those women are gorgeous yeah keep doing what you're doing do they need it no keep yeah because they gotta have like they got they've somehow made a way that you can wear like makeup with sunscreen yeah because those women are flawless everyone in brazil Uh, is gorgeous everybody every fucking person yeah even the pets oh Kind you think, like a, think I was going to say kids like a fucking weirdo? No way. Well, I mean, obviously you were going to say kids. Not on this episode. <laughs> Come on. Hot goldfish, ma'am. <laughs> I like it is. I like your hamster. <laughs> I like the way that goldfish wags its tail. Oh, you nasty. <clears throat> so, yeah, she, she explained to her sister that she had a job offer from Avon Cosmetics. Well, shouts out to Avon for having, you know, roots in the, in the Vatican. Yeah. Who knew? Avon Barksdale, actually. Oh, from the wire. She was slanging rocks. Okay, <laughs> see, it, it all makes sense now. I just restarted watching the wire mm-hmm. again. Like I'd seen it before, but Angie had never seen it. Now mm-hmm. we're watching the wire, and this is the first time watching it in the era where I know you can get anything on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So after watching the first episode, I immediately ordered an Orlando's Gentlemen's Club T-shirt from Amazon, <laughs> and. <laughs> Like most people hilarious. will not even get the reference. That is hilarious. That's great. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even think to look for one of those. Yeah. They That's have a nice. bunch of different ones. Hell yeah. It's pretty fucking great. But still most people who see me wear it will be like, creep? <laughs> Wearing a fucking strip club t shirt? Weirdo. I didn't realize her name was so close to Orlando also. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. So her sister suggested that she talk this job offer over with her parents, which seems like a good idea but she apparently met with this avon rep before her class and at the end of the lesson she spoke of the job offer with a girlfriend who then left her at a bus stop in the company of another girl and orlandi was last seen getting into a large dark colored bmw which according to some sources you could see an avon cosmetics bag inside the car as she was getting in and that is the last time well, see, Emanuela Orlandi was Automatically, I, you will never see an Avon rep driving a BMW, first of all. I don't care where you are in the world, that will never happen. Well, yeah, probably not. So this, uh, there's already foul play. Well, no, that's not true, because do you know what I saw just the other day? A pink Mary Kay Cadillac. 
and Mary Kay sales reps get those pink Cadillacs for selling a whole lot of fucking Mary Kay. So there are still women out there hustling hard enough to sell cosmetics at home and making a fucking killing at it. And this was 1983. I honestly think all the Mary Kay sales in the country were pulled together to buy that Cadillac. That's what I think. You'd be surprised. I had an aunt who did that shit. She got a pink Cadillac. Like, if you... You just have to have a big enough circle of friends, and then that friend introduces you to their friends, and then you can all be friends. You could do it every weekend. You make a lot of money. Hmm. I don't believe you. (laughs) That was a notorious big (laughs) reference there. So, uh, yeah, she's last seen getting into this dark-colored BMW. And this is from the Wikipedia page. But there are also, there's stories out there about this, but as Quincy mentioned, a lot of them are in, uh, like, I was so confused by where this information was coming from. I actually went to the talk page. Have you ever gone on the talk page of a Wikipedia page? I have not. That's where the motherfuckers who edit Wikipedia pages argue with each other. Ooh. And sometimes it's really funny because you'll see there will be like an eight page argument about whether to call something a series or a season. And it's just, like, nerds really battling it out. And on this page, there are people, like, trying to update the links to this information. And it's all, like, web archive stuff or Italian sites where you have to run it through a translator. And then the translation is, eh, like, not the worst, but not the best either. And so, uh, man, does it paint a vivid picture, though, of what happened. And this is the chronology of the disappearance. Mm -hmm. At 3 p.m. that day, Thursday, June 23rd, Orlandi's parents called the director of the music school to ask if any of their daughter's classmates knew where she was. Okay, so that was at 3 p.m. They already knew. That was at 3 p.m. They already thought it was a little weird. And police, as they do... We're like, all right, we'll just wait a little bit to I mean, make you sure give it she's 24. not give it twenty four hours. Not hanging out. Well, I mean, she's a white kid. She's gonna. Oh, okay. They're gonna give it like four to six hours okay. before they leap into action, <laughs> especially with all those priests around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we wouldn't panic, but we are surrounded by priests, and our child is missing. <laughs> little help. Sirens start going off immediately. <laughs> Why didn't you lowjack that baby? And they did, in fact declare her a missing person later that day and this is a really weird part of the story because i feel like a lot of this information is coming from a terrorist who tried to kill the pope it's either his book or there is a journalist who wrote a book Mm -hmm. and i think that's why there's so much citation needed stuff here Mm -hmm. it's a book that you can get it on amazon but it also looks like it's all in Italian. Mm-hmm. It's called The Imposters, which the TV show The Imposters, completely unrelated. Wah! It's a Bravo show. Canceled after two seasons, but they are two very satisfying seasons. I've never heard of this show, The Imposters. It's on Netflix. It. Okay, to check it out. out. Okay. Uh, so she, at 6 p.m. on the day she goes missing, or no, at 6 p.m. on Saturday, so two okay. days after she goes missing. They get a phone call from a 16-year-old, or who's someone who claims to be Hi, s- I'm a 16-year-old. <laughs> I have information for you. Yes, we're Italian. We don't understand. He says his name is Pierluigi. Of course it is, because Pier Mario was already taken. 
oh, how funny would it be if a Mario surfaces along with Pierre Luigi <laughs> at some point? In oh, this story. she fell down a drain. <laughs> She's the princess. <laughs> we figured it out, guys. We solved this crime. All you have to do is <laughs> jump onto a mu- eat, eat a mushroom, and you will find Emanuela. Yeah. You're gonna have to get around a dragon. You're Italy's gonna, got its dragons. You may have to ride a turtle or yeah. a dinosaur, whatever you want to ride. Throw whatever turtles you find. Yeah. Oh, that, that should be a rule in life. If you ever yeah. find a turtle, you just throw it. <laughs> just throw it. Or, if or kick it, out. Kick yeah. it if, you're, if you're a purist. See if some coins come out. Ooh. Right? What if turtles have been full of coins this whole time and we just didn't, nobody was, had the heart enough to kick them? I'm going to go kick a turtle after this. <laughs> Big one. So he claimed that... Pierre Luigi <laughs> claimed that along with his fiance, he had met the missing girl in Piazza Navona that afternoon. He mentioned Emanuela's flute, her hair, and the glasses that she didn't like to wear. That sounds like a fucking song lyric. And but no, obviously when you meet a woman for the like when you meet a sixteen year old for the first time, they're gonna tell you about, oh my god, I hate wearing these glasses. Yeah. And my dad works for the pump. So yeah, yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. And according to him, Emanuela had just had a haircut. Oh, yeah. And had introduced herself as Barbarella. Oh, so she was going Good movie reference, kid. Yeah, so she was going through an identity crisis at 16. That makes perfect sense. Problem solved, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you Uh, If you're looking for me in the city, you can find... Yeah, I think we're done. We're done? Yeah, Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Thanks for coming out. Good night and God bless. Oh, man. Uh, He claims she stated that she had just run away from home and was selling Avon products. On June, as you are wont to. Okay, now again, we're back on the yeah. make sense train because yeah. how many sixteen-year-olds haven't jumped onto a rail car and gone out west? Yeah, sorry, she got drafted straight to the pros out of high school. <laughs> it happens sometimes, yeah, and some, some of those people are very some, successful. Some of you peasants have to work at grocery stores or in your dad's office. Maybe put a one and done rule in place for your Avon sales reps uh, if you don't like it, uh, motherfuckers. Uh, 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 uh. On June 28th, God damn it, Quincy. What? What did I do? That was great. No. A man calling himself Mario. Come on. Yeah. Mario. <laughs> it's me. Mario and Pierre Luigi. Yeah, He claimed to own a bar near Ponte Vittorio between the Vatican and the music school. He said that a girl called Barbara, Uh-oh. a new customer, had confided to him about being a fugitive from home but said that she would return home for her sister's wedding. I'll come home on the day of my sister's <laughs> wedding. She was a mob boss. Okay, we're getting it now. She was yeah. She was Don. I don't know how this has been such a mystery for Don Barbarella. On June 30th, Rome was plastered with 3,000 posters containing Emanuela Orlandi's photograph. But not one t-shirt? Rome ain't shit. I'm yeah. sorry. You gonna make all these posters, but can't nobody get a commemorative uh, missing Emanuela t-shirt? A hat? Not even a hat. We can't get a Eman- nothing or or like a like a. It says it's her, and at, at the top it says Emanuela question mark at the bottom Barbarella, right question mark right. Who could she be? Picture of her with long hair. Picture of her with short hair. Mm-hmm. That would sell. Maybe she's the Unabomber. Just put her in a hoodie. <laughs> you know, we got options. It's artistic in, in, interpretation at this point. On July third, Pope John Paul II during the Angelus, you know, mm-hmm. Angelus uh, obviously appealed to those responsible for Emanuela Orlandi's disappearance, making the idea that this was a kidnapping official for the first (gasps) time. Oh, my God. So that took a while. I mean, not that long, but I guess you want to give it... It took a couple of days. You want to give it a little time. And there are a couple different 
theories about what happened to her. Okay. And they are all fucking insane. Like, this is some movie shit. You mean to tell me something the Vatican's involved in is just weird? It is beyond weird. Nice. Holy shit. I like how the Vatican gets down. I think I'm back on Catholicism again, because these guys are wild. Yeah. I mean, I'm not down for all the, you know, the kid touching, but... Right. To break to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. That's all I'm saying. All that's, I'm saying. I mean, it's not a popular opinion, but that's not what we're here for. Not on this network. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one theory that she was kidnapped by a group hoping to free the man who shot the Pope in 1981. Okay. Which sounds crazy, but weirdly, it involves something we've talked about before on this show, and it goes a little something like this. On July 5th, the Orlandi family received the first of a number of anonymous phone calls claiming Emanuela was the prisoner of terrorist group the Grey Wolves. Oh, 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 oh. We Welcome back. Ep- Welcome we back, guys. We did an episode about the Grey Wolves. Yeah, shouts out to the Grey Wolves for kidnapping kids, man. Just, yeah. trying to, just trying to stay relevant in these streets. Yeah, I mean, do what you got to do to get back on what in the world. Hey, you know, uh, good job, guys. Way to, way, to put yeah. your necks, way to put your necks out there. Exactly. And they were demanding the release of Mehmet Ali Agka, the Turkish man who shot the Pope in St. Peter's Square on May 13th, 1981. That was a great year. 81, that's when I was born. It's a good vintage. Mm. Over the course of the next few days, more calls were received, including one from a man identified as The American. Ooh, that's a great show. Yeah. The American. Oh. The American. Oh, there was a prequel? I hope. They didn't tell me there was a prequel to The Americans. Why, why haven't we watched this? I would, I would watch this prequel. It sounds very, very fucking intriguing. It'll be on FX very soon. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Murphy will make a... <laughs> Emanuela, the series, coming soon. And this guy allegedly played a recording of Emanuela's voice over the phone. Here's the thing. None of this... Technology sucked in 1981. Okay? Speak and Spell was the number one toy. Like, there's no way he played a recording that was so crisp everyone went, that's obviously her. Yeah. It seems like it would be an easy thing I've heard, to fake. I've heard several freestyles on mixtapes where I'm like, is that Biggie? That sounds like it might be Biggie, but it's a tape and you don't know for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it could have been her, but it could have also just been... A girl. A girl. Yeah. So, what he suggests is this exchange where they give back this girl... And they get the guy who tried to kill the Pope. A classic exchange, of course, you know. Goods for services. And even better, he explained that Mario and Pierluigi... Oh, they teamed up? They were actually part of the Grey Wolves. And they were (laughs) working with each other. If Mario and Luigi were Grey Wolves, that changes the entire scope of the Mario video game franchise. It sure does. Wow. It sure does. Have we been aiding terrorists this whole time in this game? It sounds like it, yeah. Terrorists who kidnap little girls. And then we go to other people's castles and we we lower their flag? Yeah. And then run inside and take over? Take all their coins. All their coins. And the ones who don't, like, the ones who are a little, you know, they, 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 they're trying to hide their coins. We have to step on them and the coin pops right. out. Holy shit, this is yeah. dark, man. Yeah, Mario's weird. It's fucking deep. Really deep. And so, yeah, he described those two as members of the organization. On July 6th, another man with an American accent calls. This time the call goes to ANSA News Agency, and he once again demands that Orlandi and Orlandi be exchanged for 
the terrorist in question whose name I feel like I'm just going to pronounce incorrectly every time. Akka. Akka. And asking for the Pope's participation within 20 days. And he also says there's going to be a basket placed in a public square near the parliament that would contain proof that they did actually have... Proof of life. Emanuela Orlandi. There you go. And for some reason, no one took it seriously. So they oh, didn't of course even... not. So they just put a package with a, with a child's toe... Yeah. Just sitting in the middle of, just of the Times Square or whatever. Until some janitor... Of some square. Threw it away. Some dude just found... Hey, man! Found a toe! What did <laughs> I win? This is this a radio contest? Yeah. Call K Vatican and see... Call us right now at <laughs> KVAT. This is your K... This is your Vatican hotline. Call in if you find that toe. We've got two tickets to the Pope's uh, inaugural ball. I don't know what the Pope does. Who does knows? The, I know the Pope parties, but like... He just parties. Okay. I think the Pope just parties. And on July 8th, a man with an alleged Middle Eastern accent called one of Orlandi's classmates and once again said that they had 20 days to carry out this exchange. He also asked for a direct line with the Vatican Secretary of State, Agostino Casaroli, and that phone line was allegedly installed on July 18th. Hmm. Which, that's weird. I mean, sometimes you want to be able to... I don't like being put on hold. You see, I tried to dial God at the start of the show, still waiting. Exactly. This yeah. guy has a direct line. That's, I mean, that's like T1 internet right there. That's it's not fair. It's that's not the best fair. you can do right now. Yeah. It's 81, remember. We got to, yeah. So there were uh, allegedly a total of 16 calls made by the American from different public f- telephone booths. And there are articles out there which, once again, you're going to have to read them either in Italian or a translated version that isn't always going to make sense. And there's articles out there where Ali Agha talks about the disappearance of Orlandi, and he does actually claim it was done by the Grey Wolves in an effort to secure her release. In a prison interview, he claimed that the girl was alive, not in danger, and living in a convent, but he also denied any direct knowledge of her fate, but said he'd made, quote, some logical deductions. Oh, obviously. It was, he, he was on the case. Yeah. Amateur private detective got found a clue. This is the Black Dahlia murder for him. This, you know, just good for him. He's, what was his name? I don't know. The American. He found it. He figured it out. Yeah. Go USA. I'm glad. Solved. There Case solved. Yeah. We, she was in a convent. She sold makeup for, she got caught in the weird wild lifestyle of selling Avon makeup. Right. That's, what's that? That's drugs. That's money. That's fast cars. Beautiful you women. You never know who to trust. And then in she, a situation like she, that. she woke up one morning and realized this is this goes against everything I was raised to believe, and then just went to a convent. Duh. Yeah. All right. Cool. Problem solved. She's fine, guys. Everybody, everybody, calm down. She's she's nunning it. She's nunning it up. Nunning it up. Two thousand. A judge named Ferdinando Impossimato declared that based on what he knew of the Grey Wolves, Orlandi had integrated into the Muslim community and was living in Paris. And he's somehow the only person who's of this opinion. Well, well, as the old saying goes, he who smelt it dealt it. So (laughs) if a Muslim farts on you, I guess you're a Muslim now, right? That's what what that that. means, right? Yeah. He dealt your religion and now you're converted. And this part is very weird. Ali Agka at one point changed his story and claimed that, one, the Vatican helped him attempt to assassinate the Pope with the hope that he would assassinate the Pope. See, that's a great twist. We didn't see that coming. That's a good cliffhanger for season two. 
And he also claims that Orlandi was kidnapped by the Vatican and held prisoner for him, which I don't know what that means, and that she was living in a Central European country as a nun in a Catholic monastery. Well, at least she was getting her studies. This is the weirdest fucking story I've ever heard. And it gets weirder, Quincy. It's getting weirder? It gets significantly weirder. And not a single one of these stories, as crazy as they all sound, none of them sound that unbelievable. Like, I could see a terrorist organization kidnapping her and being like, we're not going to give her back uh, until you release this guy. But also, you'd think they would go for a more high-profile target Mm -hmm. instead of just a girl on the street. You'd think they could get to someone bigger than that. But maybe not. There's also the Enrico de Pettis theory. Enrico. Enrico Suave. Doesn't Pettis mean feet? Does that mean he's Enrico defeat? Enrico the foot? The foot. Ooh. Probably. Enrico the foot. An anonymous call to a TV show in 2005 claimed (laughs) that the key to solving this case was in the tomb of Enrico de Pettis. Okay, well now this is this is this is a national treasure movie. I'm excited yeah. for this. Now now we're digging up bodies. There bro? are there are some crazy fucking. We're exhuming here. corpses. This yes. is Oh yeah, this is a great. This is gonna be fun. And Enrico de Pettis was a former mobster, mm. and he was killed in 1990 in a shootout with rival gang members. His former girlfriend at one point claimed he kidnapped Orlandi with the help of and for the benefit of. American Monsignor Paul Marcinkus, the one-time chief of the Vatican Bank, which mm. is where Emanuela's father worked. Or was that was he her real father? Who knows? What? And in 2012, the tomb was opened on orders from the Vatican. Got to find out. And is it weird that the Vatican let a mobster be buried in one of their official tombs well no dude he did the whole confession thing so everything was as long as he confessed he was fine right that's the rule that was their argument he repented in jail and did some charity work so there you go and who knows maybe that charity work was kidnapping a 15 year old girl on behalf of the vatican giving a bunch of that mobster money to the vatican because you know cash rules everything around me speaking of that Mm -hmm. his name on the wall of the tomb written in diamonds in diamonds you know what i'm a ricky the foot R.I.P. for real, bro. <laughs> he went out like a ball. That's the. I don't even think he went Puffy, hard. Puffy's not going to even have a diamond. Of course not. A diamond tombstone, but he will now. Unless when he, he listens to this podcast. When, Puffy, if you're listening, don't don't let Enrico the Foot outshine you, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're worth you're worth almost a billion dollars. You better have a diamond tombstone. I thought you told us that you won't stop. I can't stop. Won't yeah. stop. Yeah. So uh-uh, uh-uh. you Take need that. some Take diamonds that. and I don't know moon rocks or yeah. something on your tomb. No, Snoop's got to have moon rocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody has to be buried. Jay-Z just has uh, cocaine bricks, of yeah, course. Yeah, That makes uh, sense. Suge Knight has the bodies of... Vanilla Ice. Just all the bodies of the rappers out he's killed. Vanilla Ice's bones <laughs> on his door. MC Hammer just has chicken. Never mind. That's a terrible thing. <laughs> he danced for chicken, guys. Let's never forget that. He sure did. So a box of bones was found inside the tomb. Officials said the bones in this box were n- not those of... Pettis. So we, so then we went to the TV show Bones. We got the Emily Deschanel's. 
yeah, her sister, Maggie Day, whatever her name. One of the Deschanel's. Yeah, it's Zoe Deschanel's sister. So Emily, we got sister Emily. Sister Deschanel. Sister Deschanel. Did you? Did we get Sister Deschanel to look at these bones? That's all I'm asking. It is a valid, very valid question. I mean, sure, the sh- the show hadn't been invented yet, but I'm sure there was like there was some medical expert, Perry Mason, Quincy, who was available to look at these bones. That's that's kind of the thing, and it's one of the things that's frustrating about this. Is I know you were joking, but that's kind of this is where the story ends, and that was that was the what they were saying would be found in his tomb. They were like her fucking bones are in the tomb of this mobster, so they open his tomb and they find this other set of bones, and I can't find shit about what happened after that. And this was 2012, so it was six years ago. Because you want to know what? The bones weren't the clue at all. The The clue was in the diamond nameplate. They, <laughs> they went left when they should have went right. Yeah. They missed the whole adventure. You have to find an amulet, and then you hold it up yeah. to the diamond nameplate well, at noon. What happened was one of the diamonds in the diamond nameplate isn't real, but you don't know it until oh. the light shines through the amulet, and then one doesn't have a reflection. And then you take that. You pull that out. That's it had a, a little piece of paper. Drive. What? Right? What? USB 4, not even invented yet. You have to wait for the computer that can open that clue, not coming till 2K19. So now we have time travel involved. Yeah, yeah. So the Vatican has a time machine? This story just got amazing. Should we delete this episode and just write this movie? No, no, we're going to leave this up because we want people to understand this is our intellectual property now. Or should we just email this to Nicolas Cage? Right oh, now. Nick Cage needs this. Nick Cage, Tom Hanks. Johnny Depp. We can get Johnny. He's available. We got to get them all before Trump throws them in Guantanamo over the QAnon thing. There you go. So There you go. This could be a, a project they can all team up on, build some money for a legal defense. Hell yeah. If they're allowed trials. We, I think Anne Heche is available. We can get her. She used to be a of thing. Of course we can get her. Come you on. You know what I'm saying? What? This she edits be. these podcasts. <laughs> we can definitely get her. Shouts out to Anne for the editing work. Way to, <laughs> way to re- revitalize your career. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know what happened with the bones found in this guy's tomb. But this next theory, and this is the one, <laughs> this comes from Father Amort, who okay. is... Good old, good old Papa Morty. Who is one of the subjects of next week's Patreon-exclusive mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. about exorcisms in Italy. He is the Vatican's exorcist-in-chief. Oh man, that's that's he is the man. That is a thing that exists. He's a, he's president, honorary president now because he's dead. But up to 2000, he was the president of the International Institute of Exorcists, mm-hmm. which was an officially licensed thing that the Vatican recognized. The Vatican is really into exorcisms. And, I mean, obviously, why wouldn't you be? And well, yeah, you got to get all these demons out of all these people. Duh. It's it's good money. Too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's not cheap. And the thing is, he in 2012, also in 2012, or right not long after these bones were found, he claimed that Emanuela Orlandi was kidnapped for sex parties for Vatican police. Okay, well, now, well, which with honestly, with everything we've learned, yeah, I mean, I'm not even joking, like, yeah, maybe. And Which now makes me rethink all those trips I turned down to the Vatican because I was like, dude, there's going to be no sex parties. This is going to be boring. Let's just go to Vegas. Exactly. I yeah. should have been going to the Vatican. Well, I don't like kids, though. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> uh, right, right. I mean, the Vatican's been doing it for generations. Yeah. 
Must be something good about it. I didn't say that out loud. (laughs) And what he claimed is that she was later murdered and her body was disposed of. This is a quote from him. This was a crime with sexual motive. Parties were organized with a Vatican gendarme, which means armed police officer, acting as the recruiter of the girls. The network involved diplomatic personnel from a foreign embassy to the Holy See. I believe Emanuela ended up a victim of this circle. And now think about what he just said and think about the girlfriend's claim from the last story, that it was a gangster who kidnapped her. She also said that that gangster kidnapped her for the benefit of an American working at the Vatican, at the Vatican Bank. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it involved diplomatic personnel from a foreign embassy to the Holy See. So could they be talking about the same thing? Like, it could, he could very well be referring to the same thing that girlfriend was referring to, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. she just said that this guy kidnapped the girl and he was working with this American Monsignor, and that's all she really said. But you kind of have to take the next logical step there, like, well, why did she do that? And, or why did they do that? Mm-hmm. Probably some sex shit. And that's kind of what this guy is saying happened, but he's just not naming names and he says it was a vatican archivist who uncovered all of this but and i mean if you would have told me this a week ago i'm gonna sit back and go well that's a lot to do for one kid well we don't know if it was just one kid no but not that's what i'm saying because now a week later after all of this shit in pennsylvania comes out and it's like oh no they've been doing this as a practice for years yeah it's like oh this one this is just the one that got too out of hand right that never went away because they didn't know how to handle the scandal when it when it happened yeah and it it could very well be that Uh, yeah that makes perfect sense because it's like they've been doing this type of terrible shit to kids forever yeah and maybe they either got overly obsessed with this young lady or they wanted her, but her dad was objecting to it, and they were like, well, it doesn't matter because the rules are the rules. This is how we do it. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. Ugh. It's a crazy fucking story. Like, it, it feels like no matter what the answer is, it probably boils down like, to the Vatican. Like the old saying goes, it. it's all fun and games at the kid's sex party until it's your daughter. That's... That is how that old saying goes. Yeah. So... Let's talk about one of the craziest details of this story. And this is a thing that came out in 2017. And again, I haven't seen much follow-up to it. But as part of a book by a journalist named Emiliano Fittipaldi called The Imposters, which I mentioned earlier, a document was published that claimed to be from the Vatican. And this document was released to the public. Two different newspapers published it. They both acknowledged that it could be fake. Like, this wasn't verified. We need to... I I didn't even have time to look into all of this, but apparently there is a... They call it the VatiLeaks scandal, which is like the Vatican's WikiLeaks scandal. I just just thought they had a bunch of incontinent priests. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Well, it's VatiLeaks (laughs) 2, is that. But I feel like we need to look at that, because it ties in to this also, because what... Allegedly, one of the documents that came from that was an expense report 
showing what the Vatican spent paying for Orlandi's expenses after she was moved out of Rome and to England. And it's not really clear if that was for her protection or what. Well, no, they had to set up her. Look, she was so good at selling Avon. The Vatican was like, we got to get in on this. Yeah. We can't let Avon take all this money. What about Vatican Cosmetics? We need to start somewhere. Exactly. Set up a personal. Look, we set her up in London, England somewhere. Give her a nice little start. She's a startup company. Yeah. Startup. Yeah. Just... Orlandi uh, is now, she's now Kylie Kardashian. They're worth a billion dollars. Good for her. There you go. Way to hustle. Hustle hard. Vatican Cosmetics, guys. Pick it up at your local gro- f- grocers. <laughs> your local drugstore. Hey, they wouldn't sell drugs there. And they also allege that along with this expense report, somewhere there are 197 pages of supporting documents to prove the expense report is valid. Hashtag real news. It, because they're somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like this, I feel like this is probably kind of legit. No, it's definitely legit because like, that's, like, when, you, when you think about an industry now, if you break into the emails, it's a scandal. You get all their personal information. The Vatican wrote everything down. They didn't really fuck with computers. They don't barely do it now. Yeah. Like, this pope is the first pope with a Twitter account. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they probably have, and you know they're meticulous. They're not just going to be like, hey, we did some terrible stuff to kids. How about we just never talk about it again? Well, let's put it on paper because it's an expense report and we got to make sure Yeah. we know where we sent this guy so we don't send him to the same place twice. Yeah. So we have to keep a record of it. Yeah, who knows? So in March 2017, the Orlandi family made a formal request for access to any documents. Oh, there was a flood, sorry. The Vatican might hold on the disappearance of Emanuela. And we had a flood and we, we lost all the paperwork. That's Well, there was a Oosh. break-in and that's how these documents got out. You do realize to break into the Vatican, all you do is just have to walk past a guy. Yeah, well, you ever <laughs> seen that building? It's fucking massive. Yeah, but they're all religious. They can't, you know, don't, they, they will not raise a fist in anger Spoken or whatever. Spoken like someone who has not read the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> or Angel, Angels and Demons? Come on, man. That was a terrible movie. That was a really bad movie. It was a decent book, though. Okay, but it was a bad movie. <laughs> it was a very bad movie. So, yeah, that's kind of where this story is at now. It's still an unsolved case. I feel like... If that Vatican expense report Somebody is got pregnant. true, she could have gotten pregnant or they might have just uncovered what was happening to her. And instead of letting it become a public thing, they were like, well, we're just going to ship you off to a convent somewhere well, no, because that's the what, country. That's what they I know for a, in my mind, I'm not going to say for a fact because I'm not I don't have paperwork, but I know that. When the young girls were assaulted and they got pregnant because they didn't believe in abortion, they would ship them off yeah. to another place and say, oh, she got such and such, she she had sex before wedlock, shame on her, but we can't kill the baby because it's the yeah. Lord's divinity, blah, 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 blah. And there's a good chance Oof. that the child got pregnant and they had to ship her off, but it was, again, a high-ranking official's daughter, and he was pissed off about it. And the, whoever got her pregnant. You think he knew about I don't think he, he doesn't come off, I didn't include anything about him mm-hmm. in this, but he doesn't come off as having been involved. Like, her entire family is like, what the fuck? 
And if this dossier of evidence exists, they're like, we need to see that. Okay. And I'll put these links up. There's almost, I've, I went into this at first thinking, well, there's not a lot of details, but we can get through this. There is, There are so many details to this. And we'll probably do a follow-up if we cover the Vatty Leaks. God, that's a terrible name. Vatty Leaks. Vatty Leaks. The Vatty Leaks. Turn into the Vatty Leaks next week. Maybe it's a... That's host- a spicy Avatar League. <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's hosted by a Transylvanian, yeah. so it sounds like the Count, then I, I'd watch Fatty League. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the, that's the story of Emanuela Orlandi and her disappearance. <clears throat> Next week, like I said, Patreon-exclusive episode about Father Amort, who maybe told us what happened in this case. I mean, the Vatican parties. That's basically... He was like, look, man, we get down. Yeah, I mean, if you don't if you don't want your Vatican just hanging back, not having sex parties, right? You know what I'm saying? Come to death row. Come to death row. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, we're going to talk about his documentary. Me and Quincy are going to argue about whether the exorcism depicted in it is real. Fake news. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag real news. Hashtag, hashtag fake ter- fake Hashtag real voices. <laughs> uh, and we're also going to talk about the exorcism industry in general in italy which is a booming thing it's 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 hotter than flapjacks yes uh but for now that's our episode what do we have to plug this is free so patreon.com slash unpops go sign up for that and also your friends know uh august 25th Live episode of Pretty Scary That's at the Hollywood in like Hotel. Eight, nine days, bro. That's it's close. So if you are planning on coming out, bring that ass to the Hollywood Hotel on the twenty fifth. And I don't know if we're even gonna get. Uh, like I need to put up another episode of Pretty Scary before mm-hmm. that happens, so yeah. we can just to promote if nothing else. And we recorded an episode last night with Aphrodite Jones. You were on the Aphrodite Jones Michael yeah, Jackson, Michael episode, Jackson right? one, yeah. Which went fine, yeah. other than how horrible it sounded. Quincy, it was the most unpleasant podcast recording I've ever had. Was she the, here live, or was it another call in? She was. Uh, she skyped in. Okay. And I don't think I can even put it up as just a Patreon thing. We got 28 minutes in, and I was like, "All right, thank you for joining us. The podcast is over." Wow. So hey. Come out to Hollywood Hotel last Saturday of this month, August 25th, and ask me questions about Aphrodite Jones. Hell yeah. What do you have to plug? Uh, Guys, coming up on Saturday the 18th, which is in just two days, I'll be up in Cambria, California. The shows are already sold out. I'm just showing off at this point. But we're doing two shows up in Cambria. On Monday the 27th, I'll be in beautiful San Diego, California. Be on the lookout for that. Tuesday the 28th, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv for Blame Social Media. And Friday the 31st, we'll be at the Mid-City Art House for Black Exploitation, talking shit while watching The Last Dragon. Come on out. That's going to be a great time. Kiss my converse. Very nice. Hell yeah. Uh, and I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.